again, beautiful beings of light, and welcome back to another Expand Podcast episode with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, I want to talk about trickster spirits. This is a very ancient topic that has been talked about, experienced, taught about since the dawning of humanity. The ancients have discussed and talked about trickster entities, trickster spirits. I call them dark entities. But, you know, upon reading about some other cultures, there's been a couple of communities in particular who truly believe in these trickster spirits. And that's the reason why they wear masks when they do their rituals and their ceremonies and their dances is to uh, exemplify this energy of watch out for the tricksters. And then there's been um, tribes and groups and communities who work with trickster spirits. And there's also the, the energy of tulpas, which is a little bit different. And I'm not going to even go into tulpas today, but yeah, let's talk about trickster spirits and entities. Now, I'm just going to riff off of what I've downloaded and mostly experienced rather than, you know, something that I've read or heard from, you know, these indigenous tales. So I, I really just wanted to kind of go into to my own knowledge here. But it's it's extensive. It's a lot. And there is a huge problem in society right now. I mean, the beautiful part is that People are awakening. I can't say that everyone's awakening, but a lot of people are waking up. And that is beautiful, incredible. Everyone wants to have psychic abilities. Everyone wants to be tuned in. And I believe everyone can get to this level. However, it concerns me slightly that people are opening up their third eye. They're tuning into all that is. And Things are happening so rapidly these days that what took me two or three years to learn, someone is experiencing in a couple of weekends or with plant medicine, for example. And it's almost like the growth and the awakening is accelerated, which once again is beautiful in its own right and really concerning and scary for me <laughs> when observing. And the reason why I'm concerned is because not everyone is taking the time to practice discernment and figure out what is aligned to the highest vibration and what is not. And the other problem with the vibe of today is that the internet, social media, I mean, it's a huge, huge platform, as we all know, because here you are, you know, here we are together. But people who are opening up their third eye, waking up, starting to receive messages, have this thing in their hand. That's like a whole computer. Not only just a computer, but a gateway to the rest of the world. And so we have this saturation of spiritual teachers and leaders waking up and stepping in, which is exciting, yes. Um, but then we also have all of the trickster spirits and entities just loving the buffet of awakened humans or awakening humans 
who are just opening up all the doors and totally excited for whatever comes in, regardless of what it is, right? So we've got a lot of false prophets out there who believe what they're channeling is of the highest vibration or of the light only because they're being told it's the highest vibration. So let me put it this way. Many years ago, when I first started to reawaken and reopen my third eye, when I was around 18, 19 years old, I was uh, in a deep meditation one day. And I, I can't remember what the intention was. I can't remember if I was just meditating. Yeah, I feel like there was no intention. I didn't ask a question. There was nothing there. And all of a sudden, because I'm clairvoyant, it's a visual thing for me, but for, for others, it's a, a hearing thing, like you hear voices. And there's a, a bunch of different other approaches to connecting to spirituality and these etheric realms. So for me back then, it was this angel that came to me. And at that point in time, I had been talking to, you know, different extraterrestrials and spirit guides. I had also been psychically attacked. And, you know, it was just kind of, I was opening up to a little bit of everything, but I wasn't really aware of what it all was. <laughs> and so this angel came to me and it was like the most angel angel you've ever seen in your life. Like kind of like one of those billowing, beautiful angel toppers that you could put on the top of your, your Christmas tree sort of vibe. And she came to me. It was like she had like this long, flowing golden hair. She looked so beautiful. It was like she was kind of floating in front of me, but also a little bit like above. Like if it was like I was looking up at her when I closed my eyes. And she had this long white dress. And it was like there was this wind that was just coming from nowhere. It was like billowing in the wind. And there was this like bright light that was just glowing and shining off of her. And I was absolutely astounded by the presence. I was just stunned by, by the beauty of this angel. And so I start to, to communicate with this angel. And that's when I started to immediately doubt the angel. And um, I don't know exactly what was exchanged or said because the doubt that I had came on really quickly. Like at first, I'm like, wow, this is like the highest vibrational angel I've ever interacted with. But after starting to communicate, it was something honestly about the eyes for me. And for whatever reason, when I was looking into this angel's eyes, I wasn't feeling a soul connection. So I guess it was actually, it was probably more of a feeling than it was like something that I saw or didn't see. But you know, uh, the, the eyes are truly a gateway to the soul. Like I can feel someone's intentions by looking at them in the face, by looking at them in the eyes. And with this angel, as beautiful as she was, it was like she felt dead inside. It was so dramatic. But that's what it felt like. And so what I did is I questioned the angel. I said, who are you? And the angel's like, oh, I'm, you know, I don't know what her name was. Well, I'm uh, Andrielle from the 11th dimensional angelic plane here to guide you. And I said, no, no. Who, who are you? Who are you really? 
And same thing, oh, I'm just this angel, just here as your guide. And when I questioned a third time, whatever it was got pissed. (laughs) And all of a sudden, from behind the angel, there was like this dark entity. And as the dark entity is, oh, I can still see it to this day, it like, it almost like it it crawled out from behind the angel. Like you could see the hands and then the face popping behind the angel. And it's almost like it was using its life force energy to create this angelic projection or illusion. And as it was crawling out, it was pulling the angelic facade illusion with it. And so this angel almost immediately transformed into this dark energy. And then we went into a whole like full-on battle, which is what I used to do all the time with these dark entities. Like I would pull out my shadow dragon, I would pull out my light weapons, and I'd just be battling the entities. And this would go on for quite some time in the astral realm. I didn't realize that there's there's a trick for the entities, and I'll, I'll tell you what that is. So that was kind of my first experience with the entities and understanding that they play upon what we think is good. Many years later, I was in the middle of sleeping and I was having this like psychic attack dream, this bad dream. And in the dream, I was in kind of like this hellscape, you could call it, like literally it just was like this like red fiery place. And I'm running and I'm running and I'm running. And the reason why I'm running is because I'm being chased by three, probably eight to 10 foot tall entities, just dark shadowy figures that were just chasing me. And it was this never ending chase. And halfway through this dream slash attack, I realized in that moment, I said, if I keep running, I'm always going to be running. But what would happen if I just stopped and turned around and gave them love? And that's what I did. So in the middle of this dream, I stopped running. I turned around. They're probably five, ten feet away from me, in front of me, the, the three of them. And I said, I love you. I just want you to know that I love you. And I felt it. I didn't just say it. I embodied my entire being with unconditional love. And I said, come here. Come on. I want to give you a hug. <laughs> and, and I go over to them and I stretch out my astral arms and I wrap my whole body around them. And immediately, now since then I've done this probably countless times. I don't know if it's like, you know, 50 times or hundreds of times, but countless times I've done this, that I've hugged dark, dark, dark energies. And what they do almost like clockwork every time is they'll start stabbing my back incessantly. They'll start whispering fucked up things in my ear. Why are they doing that? Because they want to, they want to mess with my resolve. They want to break me down. They want to convince me that I don't actually unconditionally love them. They, they basically want to bring me into fear so that I can't hold that frequency for them. And then I hold the frequency. I love you. Thank you for being here. 
Thank you for being in my dream. And just like that, they couldn't handle that unconditional love and they didn't escape or leave. They just burst, all three of them burst into these, you know, a million little particles, a million little dark pieces. Like they like transmuted. They just left. And ever since then, I've realized that that's how you win. That's how you you fight these things. It's not through weapons. It's not through resistance. It's through unconditional love, right? Which is a great message in general all the time. But getting back to trickster spirits, that's my concern, is that the trickster spirits are going to show up to us in any and all of the ways that we think is light. If you interpret God as light, then the trickster spirit is going to come down and say, I'm God. If you're scared of the devil or Satan or evil, then it's going to come down and say, I'm the devil, I'm Satan, I'm evil. It's going to utilize your beliefs against you. And what I've found many, many times with these trickster spirits is if they can manipulate you and convince you that they are one thing and you believe that, then they'll continue to do that. The second that you get a little bit smarter or more intuitive and you're like, I don't know about you. I don't don't have the best vibe with you. Then they immediately turn on you and they'll go dark, like demonic dark. All right, well, then fuck you. And then they like start basically incessantly attacking you. And it is only when you can hold that unconditional love where you've won. There's no battle. There's no incessant attacking. If you keep coming at them with the unconditional love, then that's it. Game's over. The polarity game is over. And you have that tool. Now, personally, in my own life, I still get psychically attacked every once in a while. I would say it's like, I guess it really depends. Like if I think about last year, 2021, and how many times I got attacked, last year was (laughs) particularly bad. Uh, It was probably a total of around 10 10 nights, 10 experiences, 10 moments of, of attack, maybe a little bit less than that over the year. Before, I mean, it used to be I mean, every single night I would count as one attack. So it would be a lot. And when I think about Nat and where she was at with within this past year of waking up and her attacks, it's been it's been a lot, like a lot of attacks, because she hasn't really understood that discernment. Like I'll give you a good example. Just the other night, right? There was an entity that reached out to her that's saying, like, I'm a Pleiadian spirit guide. And immediately, like, it's so funny when she tells me these things immediately, I'm like, oh, no. And then sometimes she's like, oh, this is a Pleiadian spirit guide and this is what they said. And I'm like, oh, yeah, good vibes, like totally aligned, right? Like it's, I'm very clear with that discernment, but it's not up to me to be clear about the discernment of the experience that she's having. As a matter of fact, I learned that the more I told her what was good and what was bad, the less I was actually helping her because she's got to just figure it out on her own. But one of these nights, this trickster spirit or entity came to her and said, there's gold on your property. There's like this huge 
whatever vein of gold on your property, and it's going to give you generational wealth for years and years to come, right? And that's what this trickster spirit told her. And she thought it was like, good. She's like, oh my God, babe. Oh my God, did you know that we have generational wealth just under our feet, you know? And, uh, and I'm like, no, 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 I don't think so. And she's like, why not? And I said, you know, babe, you're not, I mean, her in particular, she is so open and flexible and loving with money and finances. Like she is like the least financially driven, attached person you'll ever meet. Like she is such a incredibly unconditionally giving person, right? But I said to her, I said, no spirit guide would ever try and pique your interest with matters of wealth. Like immediately I just told her, I said, that's a, that's a trickster spirit. And then when she went back to talk to the, the spirit, the being, it got really angry at her. And she's like, oh my God, you're right. I said, I, I keep telling her these things, like, you know, only when she asks, because once again, I, I can't tell her everything. But, you know, I, I tell her, I said, no, no spirit guide would ever tell you that. No spirit guide would ever push you into that. No spirit guide would use that as a manipulation tactic. Like a lot of the trickster spirits that have been coming to her are telling her really weird pieces of information. Like mostly what they do is like, hey, your friend from mm, high school is you know, in a really bad place. And now they live in Boulder, Colorado, and they really need your help. And they're reaching out to you. And And I think that the trickster spirits specifically tell Nat all about her friends needing help and intervening. And this is what they're doing for a living. Like all of these kind of useless pieces of information. And then the crazy thing is that Nat will look up these people or look up these pieces of information and they turn out to be true. But the other 50% of what the trickster spirit was saying is totally manipulated. I'll give you this piece of information to make you trust me. And then when you trust me, I'll steer you in a different direction. That's what these, these trickster spirits do. What's really interesting to me is that they're not very creative. Like, I kind of chuckle. I'm like, God, you guys better get some new tactics because the more and more people who not only have gone through an awakening, but understand the tricks of the dark entities and spirits, the more they can't get away with it. Because the more we talk about the trickster spirits, the more we talk about their tactics, the less they can they can really get away with it all. And every once in a while, and, and this, this creates a lot of sadness in me because there's been a couple people that I really do care about and really love that have been, hmm, let's call it like long-term tricked. And uh, yeah, so... I'm just going to say a friend of mine, Is that's all I'm going to say, who ended up getting married to and having kids with this man who the man, I believe, has an attachment, whether you want to call it a reptilian attachment, an entity attachment, a trickster spirit attachment. For me, they're kind of all one and the same, all right? 
He's good-looking, he's charming, he's outgoing, he can talk his way out of any situation. But he's so controlling, so manipulative, so slimy, so deceitful, so, so bad. Like, for example, one of the things that he did was he would take my friend's phone and respond to her mom or respond to her friends and say, oh, I'm busy next week. Sorry, I can't. I can't get together. And then delete the messages. And then the friend would say, hey, it sucks that you were busy last week. What were you doing? And she'd be like, what do you mean? I was I was free. And the friend would be like, well, you texted me and you said that you were busy and you couldn't hang out. Right? And this happened over and over and over again. And she's like, wow, something's really wrong with my phone. She, you know, new cell phone provider, new cell phone, new um, number. I mean, knew everything. The problem persisted and persisted because it was him doing this. And personally, I've dated a, a trickster spirit myself. And I also have an ex-boyfriend of mine who had a sister who was really psychic, like really just, you know, top of her game, had a beautiful place, had many, many clients, had a wait list. Like she was on top of it all. She was just very incredibly powerful. She ended up meeting a trickster spirit, a shapeshifter, a, a, a guy who had an attachment to him, and he got her into IV drugs. He got her into meth and heroin and all of that. And that was it. That was the end of her her life as she knew it, end of her career. They have a tendency to also come through the heart. They have a tendency to target us through that, that way, you know, which is another mechanism that they use, which is kind of, to me, the scariest mechanism that they use. Because when you get targeted through the heart, uh, you're blinded in so many ways, like you're ignorant in so many ways. You let so many things slide for such a long time. And you don't necessarily really think that these entities and energies can even come at us through a physical way, right? We just don't even think about it. I had a, well, I've actually had multiple run-ins with people in my life who became possessed and completely tried to take me down, I guess, vibrationally. Like uh, my roommate in university she ended up getting possessed with one of these trickster spirits. And it's kind of one of those like stalker movies, like almost identically. There's actually a movie out there called like My Roommate or The Roommate or something. Anyway, she was my roommate in the student house. And all of a sudden she started, she's like, hey, can I wear your clothes? And I'm like, yeah, no problem. You know, have fun, like wear them, you know. And then the next week she would show up and her hair was blonde, like my hair, right? And 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 I had my friends say, hey, you, you, you got to watch out for, for this roommate of yours. You know, I'm a little worried about her. I'm like, what do you mean? She's harmless. She likes my clothes or whatever. And uh, she basically started to like be like me. And then the one night she professed her love to me, which was very bizarre because she had a boyfriend and I had a boyfriend. And I said, I don't, that's, I don't swing that way, which is kind of funny because, you know, here I am with a woman now. But I said, yeah, that's not my sorry, I'm not into women, like period, you know, let alone you, but you're really, like, I really enjoy being friends with you. And 
since that rejection, she would do some really fucked up things. Like she would put her iPhone on voice memo record and she would slide it under my door and she would record all of my conversations to the point where she was breaking into my room and taking pictures of my stuff and like taking certain items of my things. And I had to set up a camera that was just recording my door the whole time to catch her. Uh, she would create a mess in the kitchen, right? She would leave it in the kitchen. Now, I'm I'm a clean freak, okay? I, I love cleaning. I love doing dishes. I mean, all of that. And then she would tell, like, I think we had like five roommates or something. It was a big Victorian house. And she would go to every single one of my roommates and she would say, Hey, did you see the mess that Liz left in the kitchen? I can't believe it. She went to my landlord and she said, I'm, I was bullying her. And everything that she was doing to me, she said I was doing to her. To the point where they were going to get the police involved. She got my cat kicked out of my house because she told the landlord that everyone hated the cat. And the week that I had to get rid of my cat is the week that the uh, all of the other roommates got this cute little outfit for her, right? For the cat. It was really fucked up. It was a very, very, very hard time in my life because every waking moment, I felt like I was getting abused and targeted and manipulated and 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 I just felt so unsafe, right? And that went on for pretty much nine months out of the, the year that I was at that house. And that was a lot. That was a lot. And then about a year later, I ran into her. It was like nothing happened. You know, it was like back to normal. And I couldn't understand for a very long time, why me? Like, I gave her everything that I had, you know, not, not materially, necessarily, but like I took her in, I took care of her, I gave her readings, I, you know, I really cared about her. And it just flipped on a dime. And the second I realized that it was actually just a trickster spirit, an entity that was possessing her for that time, the second I realized that was when I forgave her. Because it wasn't her. It wasn't about her at all. As a matter of fact, I felt really bad that she was used in that situation and that she lost all of her friends because of that behavior. Yeah, that, that must have been really tough on her too, you know? And that's happened, unfortunately, multiple times in my life where these, these spirits and entities have come through other people to target me or attack me. And once again, I'm, I'm telling you these stories about these trickster spirits because as a starseed, as a high vibrational being, you're bound to get targeted. You are because you're a light. I don't care if you're speaking up. I didn't have a YouTube channel. I didn't have a following. I, no one gave a fuck who I was or where I was at or what I was channeling back then. I didn't even know what I was channeling back then. And I was getting targeted. In so many ways, I felt like I was getting targeted before I had the power to discern, before I had the power to be like, meh, come at me because you can't, <laughs> you know? And that's kind of where I'm at now is um, I, I take it as it comes and I'm getting reminded of all of their tricks from experiencing and observing Nat going through this. And I think that she has so many tools around her 
because she has people like me and my friend Sharma who do the entity reptilian removal. And if you guys want to actually check out her website, she specifically does um, reptilian and entity removal and energy clearing and and I love her so much. I've been working with her for many years. She does all of my clearings. I really need someone like that in my life. So I, I highly recommend her services in particular. And her website is shematsystems.com. So that's S-H-E-M-A-T and then systems.com. And her name is Sharma. And so you can see her there, check out her her offerings. If you do feel like you're you're stuck with a trickster spirit, the thing that I love so much about Sharma's sessions is that she has the same mentality as I do, is I never want to see you again as a client, right? So many people say, oh, well, you're going to need five sessions and here's the bundle and here's the course and whatever. But for Sharma, it's like, I'm going to give you all of the tools that you need at this time. She also does remote clearings and that's what she does on me every single month is a remote clearing. When the energy gets really bad, you know, she'll uh, she'll do a deeper dive into my systems, but typically that's who I personally rely on for help as well. So, yeah, so I just wanted to put that out there that there is help, but ultimately utilize the unconditional love frequency and that's what's going to get you to where you need to go. All right. So I hope that this was informative. I hope that it validated some things. And I hope that you you learned something from this today. And just like I've been learning through experience, it's been tough, but it's important that we realize that this is all very normal. And ultimately, it is all created and set up and contracted for our highest good. And with that, thank you so much, Starseeds, for being here. As always, please check out my YouTube, subscribe, follow me on Instagram, check out my Facebook, go to my website, elizabethapril.com. We have an incredible membership platform that is just growing day by day, and we are adding so many cool features. So you definitely have to go ahead and check that out. You can sign up for free today and then upgrade later if you really enjoy the community and the platform and you're really looking for those uh, extra video content pieces. Until next time, I will see all of you in the fifth dimension frequency. Mm -hmm.